Welcome back to Every Movie Ever. I'm your host, Michael Swick, and as always, joined by Chad Whitney. That is I. We are moved past scary movie season. Now we did an extra week of it just because we missed a week in the middle. But I'm kind of sad to see scary movie go. Uh, It's a world of scary movies out there that we will have to explore sometime. I feel like those are the most diverse in ratings. You know, you know, what I mean, like it could be a piece of shit, but it could be good. It can be Thanksgiving or it could be Thanksgiving three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the scale uh, here at every movie ever. Are you Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving three, which is really Thanksgiving two. Yeah. That, that's the scale. Yeah. No. Well, I think this week shows that like oftentimes like uh, like horror movies can be very polarizing. Uh, and then when you get out of that genre. Sometimes you just have movies that are just like right there in the middle. <laughs> like Yeah. Just like a literal straight line. <laughs> like if you ask me last week or if you ask me like two weeks, hey, what movie did you guys watch for what is this, episode twenty? I'd be I would probably take me a couple minutes to figure that out. <laughs> I'm just like, hold on, let me do the math. Uh let me let me go through my notes. Cause this week we have some I wouldn't say they're bad movies. I think they were just kinda they were there uh, sort of thing, which sounds mean, but that's just kind of where they are. And I'm not mad at them. Like, I enjoyed them for the most part. Yeah, very enjoyable movies. Just one of those things where I don't really want my Netflix algorithm to go that direction. I can see that, you know, this like they're too they're too into like a comfort zone, Uh, but I'm not too sure. I want Super cozy. Yeah, it's not, you know, like action movies are like popcorn flicks, uh, like sad movies or like tissue movies that that could probably be other movies as well. But I don't know what you would put on this. This is melatonin movies. <laughs> Bedtime movies. Yeah. Cabin movie. Wintertime in the cabin. These are the, ah, shit. Uh, my Netflix has auto played something. I guess I'll just leave it on sort of uh kind of genre at least for the first one which is uh fundament the fundamentals of caring uh, yeah if you want to give us a description on this one the fundamentals of caring came to us in 2016 it is rated tvma so you know this is not necessarily one for the children but it, it is a fairly safe movie it's about an hour 37 minutes and considered a comedy in which I did laugh at numerous points. In this inspirational buddy comedy, a young shut-in and his caregiver take a road trip in search of landmarks, but end up finding hope and friendship. Yeah. I mean, it stars Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, and Selena Gomez. Yeah, Selena Gomez was when I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I forget she does do movies and stuff from time to time. Yeah. It it took me a second too because she she came back or she appeared in the movie like thirty minutes in and I was like so much had technically happened by then I was like oh shit I forgot she's in this movie yeah because she's in the like the Netflix like thumbnail it's like three people in a car and cl- one of them clearly is Selena Gomez but yeah this is a Paul Rudd comedy uh, but not like full Paul Rudd sort of mode like he definitely like semi serious. Yeah, semi-serious. There's uh, some some darkness, some sadness in Paul Rudd in this movie, especially early on. But he still fits in his, like, the thing that 
you know, you like about Paul Rudd. He puts in his charm. He can get a little vulgar from time to time, yeah. but in a nice way, uh, yeah. as he usually does. Like Paul Rudd's one of those people, if he told you, like, if Paul Rudd, like, cut you off in traffic and then flipped you off, you'd be like, fuck that guy. But then you would also be like, hey, that was kind of funny. You know, like, <laughs> you, you, you're you not going to get mad at Paul Rudd uh, for, yeah. for cursing you out. And this definitely, he curses some people out in this movie. Definitely could see it as um, Paul Rudd runs. You know, I don't know he's Paul Rudd, but he drives by, flicks me off. And I just, the whole situation per, would probably be funny as fuck. Right, right. It's Paul Rudd. Yeah, it you, just looks, yeah, it just would. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't take him completely serious if he was like threatening to kick your ass. You, you'd probably laugh, but he'd probably mean it. <laughs> hey, I mean, fella, this isn't that. Let's let's chill out. Let's calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you would probably if Paul Rudd did something wrong to you, you'd apologize to Paul Rudd. <laughs> like <laughs> while laughing too, though. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry you did that to me, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Please. <laughs> This is much like I feel like a lot of Paul Rudd like comedies. He always does seem to be a little down on his luck. Uh, this one is a little bit more dire uh, than that. Basically, Paul Rudd is a caretaker, uh, a new caretaker. Like he just yeah. finished his six week course and he is in charge of taking care of a teenager named Trevor who is got uh, muscular dystrophy. Yep. Uh, so he's confined to a wheelchair uh, his mom is a little reluctant to have a new caretaker, like a new to the profession caretaker, but she takes him on anyways. Uh, and we just kind of get to see this relationship form and build between Paul Rudd's character, Ben, and Trevor, uh, yep. the teenager in the wheelchair, uh, who has a pretty good introduction in in this movie of like telling you exactly what his personality is. Yeah, exactly. Like, Paul Rudd is kind of a, you know, down on his luck Paul Paul Rudd role. But he's dealing with this, like, dark humor, um, you know, guy that's experiencing muscular, muscular dystrophy. And how they grow is that, so Trevor is trying, not even really trying, he just is kind of an asshole sometimes, but like, in that funny way. Yeah, he and admits so, he's an asshole. Exactly, a prick as he describes it. And Paul Rudd, as we come to find out, he dealt with a death in his family. It was like his son died. Yeah. Um, we don't really know how yet. You find out. But <laughs> not to laugh at it. But it, it <laughs> just, just the way he said that. <laughs> the situation of a, as a whole of how it happens is like, damn, what? Like, you know, it could really happen. But the the slow motion and everything. And that it's because really, they they. they tease it like four or five times before they, before they finally reveal it and you kind of get a sense of what happened by the second flashback but then they just keep flashbacking to it until like the fifth or sixth one that they're just like and here's what happened and you're just like yeah I, I kind of figured yeah, <laughs> at exactly. this point what happened so so you could assume he's in a pretty dark place and Trevor in his dark like his dark humor he'll do things like fake choke um generally yeah. just be a, come up with i don't know numbers uh, for you to guess just mundane shit because he's got all day as well give give you crap about having to wipe his ass uh that it's like a running joke that's how basically trevor trusts ben is because he asks him basically how he would 
wipe his ass and then Paul Rudd answers in like a, a kind of a funny, charming pud, uh, Paul Rudd way. And then that's how he gets the job. Uh, and the mom is pretty in tune to the sense of humor. I guess she had has no choice because that's just like what this kid's sense of humor is turned into. Uh, yeah, he's like 17 years old. Yeah. I think. Uh, pro- yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's just basically confined to his house. Uh, they said he never is away f- from his house for more than an hour. Like that's just how they've just always time things. Uh, so the mom just kind of lets him act whichever way he wants. Uh, the kid's pretty damn horny in terms of just like pointing out to Paul Rudd women on the TV he would want to be with. Uh, and yeah. the mom is hears this uh, often and just just a general dark sense of humor. I mean, I guess that's how you would have to cope uh, for his situation because the mom even says that he probably has like seven years left uh, on his life. So yeah, it puts perspective around like this kid's personality. Yeah. Um, and throughout the movie, he'll, <laughs> one thing that I thought was super funny, he's watching like the news or something on television called Roadside Treasures. And it's this lady dressed in like a country outfit that's kind of sc- scantily clad. And <laughs> the first report you hear her giving is about some two-story outhouse. <laughs> she's like, I don't know about you all, but I'd rather be on the top floor. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's so gross. It's some, we- it's some weird shit that he's watching, but that's kind of all he does. Uh, but he's obsessed with, like, roadside attractions. Uh, we should also mention he's from, like, the UK, but he's living in America now. So he's just marking down, like, all those weird roadside attractions. Which, have you ever gone to one of those? Because I haven't. No, uh, I haven't. I do want to see the, like, biggest ball of yarn and shit like that. Yeah, I just always have heard jokes about that, and I know that stuff exists. But, because, like, did you see B- uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know the the, the dinosaur roadside yeah. attraction? Apparently that's like a creationist museum now. Huh. Uh it just turned into that. Uh it super totally weird. add that to the bucket list right there. Yeah, like now's more now more so than ever because of what it turned into. I'm just like, yeah, I gotta see that. I've always been tempted to like visit those weird roadside attractions. Uh so I can see why this kid would just be like, I just I would wanna see all that stuff. Uh, cause he's confined to his wheelchair and all of this stuff sounds super dumb and he wants to see the, the world's largest pit, I believe. <laughs> yeah. The world's largest pit is like in game. Yeah. Um, he also wants to see things like the world's largest, um, bovines or like a large cow. And yeah. Uh, is that really the only large thing they stop at? Yeah. I was kind of disappointed cause that's, they, they stop at the, the large cow and then they, stop hey, side at, tangent. yeah well they keep getting like diverted so like they convince the mom to let him go on this trip she does puts a bunch of different things in their way in terms of like you got to make sure you check the car every pit stop like go to a gas station or go to a mechanic get the car checked go to every local hospital to like re-up any medications and to make sure his equipment's good Pretty reasonable things, but it, it, as she was going over the list, I'm like, man, this is an expensive fucking road trip that they're going to be gone for like a week. Exactly. I was wondering, is she paying for it or is Paul Rudd doing it as like part of the company? I I think she would have to be the one paying for all this. I mean, they have a big house. She works at a bank. I would assume she's she's doing well. Maybe the dad who's an absentee father is paying some <laughs> form of child support. Uh, You're still sending some money in, possibly. 
Maybe, yeah. So, don't really understand that, but they basically just go on a road trip. So, we have, like, a road trip movie. Uh, Selena Gomez uh, plays Dot. Dot. Uh, or she, Dorothy. Dot the hitchhiker. Yeah, just she's just a hitchhiker that uh, Trevor finds attractive. Uh, they eventually get her to go with them. Uh, pretty entertaining, like, Selena Gomez's yeah. performance in this she was a good contrast um, to some of the personalities that we, had. or I guess not really a contrast, but more of a balance to the two personalities of Ben and Trevor. And and I, I enjoyed Selena Gomez. Yeah. Uh, I also want to watch her cooking show. Not to like tangent too far, but <laughs> it's some HBO Max cooking show she has. She also has a show on Hulu right now with uh, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. It's like a murder mystery. was telling me that. I was like, yeah. dude, anything with Steve Martin and Martin Short gets definite consideration. Yeah, like I need to check it out just uh, for the hell of it, because uh, I, you know, did you ever see the Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin special they did for HBO a couple years ago? Ooh, I did not. If you like and them, now that I, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, especially, I grew up with like Three Amigos, like <laughs> as a constant thing I would watch, uh, but. Yeah, uh, side side tangent. Uh, there's not much that happens in this movie. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be too uh, brief with this movie, but there's not a ton of stuff to to you're talk co- about. You're correct there. It, like I said, it's literally like a straight line. Like it's it's a movie where they keep coming across things where I guess the cynic in me is like, oh my gosh, this is gonna go bad. This is gonna go bad. But no, it's just like straight up feel good movie about. These two newly found buddies making their way across the country. And yeah. It's, it's not like that one country movie we watched. Like, it's not so family and low budget and whatnot that it can be boring. But I I felt good watching this. It was it was a movie that I feel good about having watched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, like, meet different people. They meet, like, a pregnant lady who her car breaks down. So I guess they just let her abandon her car on the road, and then she just joins them. So they're going to yeah. go. They're going from, what, Seattle to unknown destination, but then they also promise they'll take Selena Gomez's character to Colorado, and then they'll take the pregnant lady to Nebraska, all within a week's time. I don't drive, so I don't know how realistic that is, or if they're going to have to tell the mom, like, hey, we're going to be super late, because we met (laughs) this hitchhiking lady uh, who your son's attracted to, and also we met, like, a pregnant lady on the side of the road, so we're going to be, like, an extra week. Like, there's a side story where they, like, uh, visit the Trevor's dad, and turns out that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, that sucked. That really uh, sucked. The they eventually do make it to like the bottomless pit, and this is where I thought the movie was going to get super dark, and they almost fucking went dark. Yeah, uh, this is where like you get a reveal for how his son, him being being how being son passed or was killed. Um, don't really want to spoil that, I suppose. What we can is what we do. Yeah, but, uh, but like, you, om- I almost had this inkling of like, why does this kid want to just go see this bottomless pit? And I thought that's where the story was going because they talked about he only had seven years to live. 
Mm-hmm. He's got a morbid fascination with a bottomless pit, which is really just a lake. It's just a canyon. Yeah. It's not even uh, a canyon. It's a creek or something, whatever you would call it. Like, it doesn't look I bottomless. Don't even, I don't even think. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's water. like it starts out looking bottomless and it pans down a little more. And you're like, eh, someone could dive into that. Like, it's fine. But I thought that's but, where we were going that the kid was going to just try and like dive into the pit and they would have to talk him down or something. It was like two things going on too. Like it kind of, I guess you could say, and nah, I don't want to take that suspense away, but like there he's being served because his wife's trying to divorce him, but it's been like almost three years and he's just not ready to sign the papers. And so I thought, that, that was where that motherfucker was gonna get him. I'm like the bottomless pit. Oh no, he's hit rock bottom and there's no escape. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought there that that was either gonna be a confrontation or something was gonna happen with Trevor. And it turns out it's a happy thing. The pregnant lady gives birth. You know, like so nothing yeah. crazy happens, and they kind of fulfill like a little bit of a fantasy for Trevor at the end, uh, which would be silly to try and explain here what his like fantasy was, but like, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense in the context of the movie, but then the movie kind of winds down, but not in a way that other movies have that we're used to the last, especially the last like couple movies where it just mm. ends out of nowhere. I thought this movie had a nice pace and flow and found its ending nicely. The ending just like cruised right in nice and yeah. smooth. It, it was a perfect, like, parallel park, uh, you know, sort of scenario <laughs> yeah, exactly. where it was just like, oh, shit, look at that. Fit so tightly and it's all good. You give yourself that nod of approval, like, yeah, did that. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know what? It's not going to be too difficult to pull this car out, <laughs> you know? like yeah. I'm not wondering what happens next for any of the people in this movie. I'm just like, no. ah, yep, that was a nice, like, 90 minutes you know like luckily it didn't overstay its welcome uh as yeah well. it was nice and brief it was this is like the type of thing fundamentals right it says the fundamentals of caring this is a fundamental movie of just like how to not suck and how to be good at the same time like i mean i know those are opposites but yeah. what i mean is you don't have to be great yeah you know you don't have to shoot for the stars just present a story a nice little feel good yeah, you you don't have to be like not every movie has to be exceptional, you know. Not every movie has to be like bombastic, uh, and a movie like this that kind of knows what it wants to do and then it does it without pulling any weird shortcuts or weird twists is kind of appreciated when it happens. Yeah, because uh, um, I don't know. This was just a, it was just a fine kind of relaxing movie, which probably isn't for the best discussion. But that's the whole point of this podcast is like, I don't think even though I like Paul Rudd, I was never going to watch this movie until nah. it came up on a roll. <laughs> nah, yeah, exactly. Or if it's playing in the background at a, say, a holiday party. Yeah, you're not going to be like, hold on, not everyone shut the fuck up. I want to see this movie <laughs> where Paul Rudd drives his kid around with Selena Gomez. You know, like I, I'm. The the point of this podcast is we just want to see like every movie that exists and doing it randomly is like the cleanest way to do it. And if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have seen this movie, you know, and yep. it, I don't feel like I wasted my time. <laughs> nah, it, it, it's like I said, it felt good watching this movie. It's um, 
damn, I, I quite honestly haven't felt that way. It was an, it wasn't even a movie that after I finished, I looked back on mm-hmm. like in a good or bad way. I was just like, oh, dope. That was that was a nice ride. Yeah. So yeah, it it's like it's, ride, it's the it's the movie equivalent of right what I feel like. Um, shit, what's the dude from Interstellar? Matthew McConaughey in those yeah. Buick commercials. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is that the movie equivalent. This is a, a Buick commercial where it's like, yeah, it's a good car, I guess. <laughs> it made it. It did it. Yeah. Okay. What would you rate this? Uh, I I think it, it, right down the middle. This is it's like a three. Yeah, that's like, exactly right. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I didn't want to do two and a half because I'm like, nah, it's worth the third star. It's cool. Yeah, like I, I consider it like five is great, four is good, three is okay, is all right, two is uh bad, and one is like run away. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and this is just right down, right down the middle. You know, I wouldn't say you necessarily need to go seek this movie out, but if you happen to come across it. It's not. There are worse ways to spend ninety minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you're you're chilling with the homies and they're like, ah, I can't think of anything to watch. Ah, I don't oh, know about that. Fundam- <laughs> I'm not saying don't suggest it. I'm yeah. saying they're like, oh, what's this fundamentals of caring movie with Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez? You know, just be like it's it's all right. Yeah, cool, yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, it's just like like hey, maybe we don't watch it, but it's a fine movie. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. We, we you know wouldn't die from not seeing this, but can, won't can, die from watching it either. Can you imagine though you're, you're like have your friends over, uh, you're like maybe getting ready to go out or something. You're like, ah, shit, we got an hour to kill or like ninety minutes to kill, and you're like, let me show you fundamentals of caring. Pour the drinks, boys. Though this movie, this movie probably has the ability to make like if you had a group of five people, one person would probably tear up and not want to show you that they teared <laughs> up. Yeah, but uh, if you see that one person tear up, it might might start a waterfall. Yeah, as soon as you acknowledge it, it's over. They're they're just gonna <laughs> just gonna let it go. Oh, um, homie just sniffles and lets it out. Yeah, so that was the fundamentals of caring. Uh, yeah. A super breezy film, um, and we're gonna. This is a movie I, I like. I the next movie we're gonna talk about, Tramps. Yeah, is a movie I couldn't get a grasp on. Like, would Chad like this? It's like the weirdest romantic movie ever. Because so it didn't really feel like bizarre. a romance movie most of the time. I don't know what it was doing. I I questioned this movie so many times. And I was just like, and it wasn't like, oh, is Chad going to like this movie? It's like, what degree is Chad going to dislike this movie? <laughs> so it wasn't like my thing of like, oh, Chad sometimes like really likes bad movies. It's like, no, I don't think Chad's going to like this, but is this going to be like Smurfs level or? I can, spoiler alert, it's not Smurf level for me, but I don't know. It treads a line of me liking Mm B-movies, but also me trying to, I don't know, like understand the stakes of a movie. So being like, this one felt like the stakes were, it played with my emotions. Stakes felt high at times, but every time they did, it was like, wait, I, I don't think there are any stakes here. Everything's cool. Yeah. Can can you hit us with the description of Tramps, just so people yep. can have the context? Because uh, it sounds like a high-stakes potential movie. Yeah. Tramps. This one came out a year after Fundamentals of Caring, so 2017. Also TVMA. 
which I beg to differ. Um, and then it's an hour, 23 minutes, a drama <clears throat> pulled into a shady brief. <laughs> sorry. Pulled into a shady briefcase swap with, for different reasons, young strangers, Danny and Ellie. Yeah. Spend yeah. an eventful night together when the deal goes wrong. This is starring Calum Turner, Grace Van Patten, and Michael Vondale, whom, honestly, I didn't know any of them. I think Calum Turner looked familiar. Um, He's in I the up his Fantastic IMDb. Beasts and Where to Find Him. Never seen. I've seen the covers, though. Yeah, that's so, yeah, where I've he's seen He's the one at the lead, right? Uh, One of the leads. He's not the okay. lead, but he's, like, okay. I think, like a third billing, maybe. Uh, the only name that I recognize in this, though, is Mike Birbiglia, who's a comedian. Mike Birbiglia. Uh, he is the comedy special. Uh, My Girlfriend's Boyfriend, uh, Sleepwalk With Me is one of his movies. He's a stand-up comedian. He plays Jimmy, who's, like, the, the bad oh, criminal. Oh, I've um, never seen any of these things, but yeah. He's pretty funny. I believe you. I, They're all comedies. I can tell that. Oh, like Billions. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, this movie is, you would imagine it would potentially be a thriller, but it's, it's not. Uh, I don't even think the drama is really built up too much. Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like a Netflix Marvel show. But in romance movie, but like a single form. episode, like a like almost like a a filler episode, yeah, of one exactly. of those shows. Uh, yeah. So like, so it follows the plot of uh, this guy named Danny, whose brother Darren is in jail, and basically tells him like, "Hey, you need to do this thing for me, which is uh, a person's gonna meet you." with a suitcase and then they're going to drive you somewhere and then you need to swap the suitcase with someone who has a green bag and then give the suitcase to the person. That's it. You'll get paid $1,500. Super easy. No big deal. And Danny doesn't want to do it, but his mom is like, no, you do this for your brother. Uh, his brother like goes around him saying no. And I guess apparently even tells the mom what's going on and makes him do it. Yeah, so the the mom definitely seems to be a little bit on the uh, the the criminal side. They run like a illegal horse racing circuit, like mm-hmm. in their apartment, where it just like it's just a bunch of old Polish dudes, uh, like around like a laptop, as like Danny takes bets, and then the mom pays out the money. Uh, yep. So it definitely seems super like low risk low stakes sort of like operation they have going uh so she basically just says specific demographic too it's just like senior men yeah yeah exactly and and they're all just speaking polish so it's like it's like the old men who are in this apartment building all convene here to gamble on horses uh he basically is forced to do this uh then we see ellie who is like trying to leave town she's working with jimmy who's like i guess the the handler for all of this stuff and basically says yeah here we're gonna give you a car just pick it up fifteen hundred dollars no big deal and then you can take this money and you can run off and do whatever the fuck you want uh, and ellie definitely looks like she's had a rough time like i think her clothes are kind of dirty uh I, I is she homeless basically it, they say that she's living with um this dude named ricky in baltimore 
Mm-hmm. We don't know who Ricky is. Um, and she's just coming in from the train. So she, yeah, I agree with you. She looks a little like her shirt was kind of ripped edges. and yeah. like her face was dirty. Uh, but so, they don't explicitly say like she, yeah. she apparently wants money so that she can leave Ricky. Yeah. And, but she, again, they don't really say why. Yeah. Which is super weird. Cause she also refers to a, a lizard as a Ricky at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm um, kind of confused by that. Uh, but yeah, they, they do this, this, this drop. And this is the first frustration with this movie. Um, so it's it takes place on a, a train station, like the drop. He sees a lady with a green purse. So then he puts a suitcase next to the lady and then he takes her handbag, hops on the train, and then as he's leaving, realizes there was someone with an actual green bag, you know, the instruction he was given, waiting on the platform still. So he took the wrong bag made the yeah. drop with someone else and then now has to convince Ellie to like help him retrieve the bag. Yeah. And I don't know how the lady that he took the bag from didn't notice. I'm more but... confused because they they basically find the lady's address and they're like, well, she has the bag. And my whole thing is like, why the fuck would she take it? <laughs> I didn't even really think about that. Like, I... Yeah, okay, so by the time I found out that this woman just innocently took the bag, I was still thinking that maybe she was like a double agent that was crossing them somehow and taking the bag for her own purposes, which it doesn't really seem throughout the movie like either character even considered really. Maybe the maybe the like main runner due to the organizers, but Danny and Ellie didn't really seem to think that she was taking it. They thought that, you know, they'd just be able to come pick it up because it was a mistake. But, like, the bag and the suitcase are completely different. Like, it's just like a, it's a purse. It's like a, a tan bag. And he swapped it with the suitcase. And they just like assume she... straight up big James Bond ass suitcase. Yeah, and, and they just assume, like, oh, she must have just taken it because it was next to the bag that... Like, if I if my bag was stolen, I'm not just going to grab the next bag to mine and consider it, you know, like, oh, shit, well, someone took my bag, so I'm taking their bag. <laughs> like taking this bag. Like, they don't, they don't look the same. So then it basically just turns into, like, a little bit of a, like, a road trip movie through, like, where are they at? They're in, like, Pittsburgh? Or... They were in New York. Or they were in New York. They were in, like, somewhere in New York. Um, I know he lived in Providence, but when the movie started, they I don't know if Providence is in New York, but I saw some New York signs and stuff that were saying that the setting was there. Yeah, but, like, I it basically just turns into them just like, okay, we have on this label, or we have, like, a pills with a, a, a an address on it. So we're just going to go to the lady's house and then tell her, like, oh, we switched the bags accidentally and it's no big deal assuming that the lady has the bag like she would take the bag like i don't know <laughs> anyone who would do that like i'm gonna train it constantly tell you if you see a bag that's unattended do not fuck with it and call the Report authorities it. yeah how yeah. come they never even asked a train operator or attendant they would be the attendants at the platform yeah uh, like so basically they have to scramble because they're not going to get paid their 1500 
which isn't even a lot of money. They're getting paid. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> one's getting paid fifteen hundred. The other one's getting paid seven hundred, and they're like panicking. They yeah, and, and they're like panicking because he's like low end criminals. Who you think some major shit is in these bags? Because you have like a business criminal, you have a street criminal, and then you have like the the shitty criminal, and they're all working together to make sure the suitcase makes it to its destination. Why? I have no idea. They really never explained what's in it. They just say it's documents, which just is like even more baffling of like, why would anyone trust like these three criminals? Yeah. And when they ask who this job is for, they're even, they even say stuff like, I don't know, some rich lady. Yeah. No idea what the fuck's going on at all. I looked it up. Providence is in New York since Saratoga County, New York. Which makes sense in Pittsburgh, you know, Pennsylvania isn't crazy far away. So they're able to like, uh, do all this but yeah i'm just like baffled and confused by like it, all of this shit uh the stakes <laughs> for everybody involved yeah like the brother while in prison when he calls danny and tells him the information that he needs um one he wasted way too much time asking danny to do it he should have known he's on a limited amount of time on that phone in jail but anyways he he says he really needs that money, but it doesn't really seem like he does. Like even he gets out of jail. Like I thought he was lying. I thought he was into some more shit that was gonna keep him in longer and he needed the money for Dale. But no, he, he gets out the next day like he said he would, pops up at home while Danny's doing this job or the the extra part of the job since it didn't go right originally. And so that's when I start questioning too, like what what the fuck does he need this money for? Like, what what else is he into? But right. apparently what else he's into isn't a part of the plot of this movie. The, the the weird part, too, is Ellie tells, like, the the handlers, like, hey, so the dude fucked up. He, he gave the wrong suitcase away, but don't worry, we'll find it and we'll bring it to you tonight. And they're like, we'll keep the guy with you because you're going to get his money, which makes me think, oh, shit, they're going to kill Danny. Like they're gonna That's th- what I thought too. And Ellie looked at Danny, you know, when she was on the phone, and it was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna get this guy killed." But then goes with it, and then they go <laughs> on their trip to the suburbs, which is even more baffling because they go to the the woman's house. Turns out it's her mom's house. They sneak in after the mom leaves, just so they can try and find the address. But then they like go, they eat food, and then they change clothes. And spend way yeah. too much time there than yeah, I would have. Way too much. Dude makes like literal sandwiches. She tries on apparently every dress in the house before picking one, and grabs him a shirt. Yeah, yeah, he shaves. <laughs> they find the. They're able to get into the lady's computer, find the address where the daughter works, also, and then they just the call. daughter original. Sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead. I was going to say, the daughter originally says that there's a dog present and never want, they go into this house twice and never once do you see or hear a dog. Which I thought was going to play a part. Like, oh, we're going to get a, like a comedic scene with a gigantic dog in this nope. movie, but we don't see that. Uh, so the crazy thing is they they tell the, the criminals like, hey, we'll meet you tonight. And then they call and be like, hey, we can't meet you tonight because we got to wait in the morning to to get the suitcase. They spend the night at like a carnival, a clubhouse. 
and then they go <laughs> do the thing where they change clothes, eat food, try you know like and hack they, a they computer. Kept saying, they kept saying like the motel, which I suppose was the end destination, but the way they kept saying it, I was thinking that they were supposed to be going to a hotel or motel, but instead they chose to sleep in this carnival after basically taking the footmobile this whole trip. Well, because they the motel they were supposed to go to is where they would do the drop, so they don't want to go there early without the suitcase, so they just like end up sleeping in a was it a clubhouse? It was it something like I agree with you. It looked like a carnival. It was like a fun house or some shit. Yeah. An uh, abandoned fun house or something. And this is where the stakes play even less real. They they're like, oh hey, uh we we found where the suitcase is, we know where the lady is. They tell the criminals, and then the criminals are just like Okay, uh, just cool. Keep, keep cool. Keep an eye on her, and then his brother calls the lady and is like, "Hey, um, I accidentally took your bag. Ha ha ha! It's so funny." And the lady is just like, "Oh my god, totally understand. Uh, it's a common mistake people make. I, 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 I'm at work right now, but sure, I'm gonna hop on a train and give it to you." And then because they're outside of her building, they follow her, and then they cut her off accidentally. Because I guess the brother was gonna pull some shit. I don't know what the brother was planning to do because he called her and then when the when the main organizers started talking like they were talking in the background they're like no way we're letting you go somewhere so I guess he was gonna go maybe offer yeah no he didn't really no seem idea. like he had that in him maybe just yeah. like snatch the bag and run yeah so they cut her off like the Darren or uh, Danny and Ellie. And then they're to say, hey, oh, my God, we took the wrong bag. And she's like, oh, my God, yeah, totally understand. Uh, you told me to meet you somewhere, but here you are in the middle of the train station. Whatever. Let me just switch <laughs> bags with you. And then they're like, oh, my God, we got the bag. He calls his brother. His brother is to say, hey, uh, that girl is going to take your money. Don't trust her. So then dude's like, oh, fuck this bitch. Gets on the bus. She then <laughs> the way he does that, too. The way he just, like, walks to the payphone, fakes a call. And then, like, goes to the bus. She literally catches him by sprinting. Yeah, she <laughs> like sprints. One stop away. She sprints, gets on the bus, looks at him. He gets off the bus and then leaves a suitcase for her. She takes it's like the, the su- most shady thing that they've done in the whole movie. Yeah, she takes the suitcase and then just fucking delivers it to a lady who apparently this is the one item that she couldn't get in her divorce, and. She really wanted it so badly that she would pay. I mean, I'd assume she's getting paid some money in the divorce. So paid with her ex-husband's money to deal this. Which and like, apparently do like broke in too. Cause the guy that threw it in their car at the very beginning, like you hear alarms going off and shit. Yeah. Which I would imagine means the husband knows it was stolen. So then it can't be used against him unless it's some super high <laughs> legal shit. Or illegal stuff that she's going to use for blackmail. But either way, uh, Ellie delivers a package, gets the money. Uh, Darren and Danny are pissed at each other and are just like, you know, fuck you, fuck you. Uh, we're not going to get paid. Literally. Yeah. He throws a cigarette or a, like a blunt. Or... <laughs> I thought he was going to like throw a punch or something. He yeah. just flicks his cigarette. Yeah. He flicks his cigarette at, at, at Danny, leaves... And then Danny's just like kind of sad. His food caught fire. But then Ellie's at the door and she's like, here's your 1500. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> like when the scammer actually gives you your money back or something. And so. what I but like the three criminals who are acting like, oh, we're gonna have to kill both of these kids, don't do shit. And then Ellie runs off to the train station to go to Providence or to go to Pittsburgh. Danny goes, packs his bag, runs over there. (laughs) She's going literally sprints to the the train station, train slash bus station. But what I don't get is like, so, okay. All right. All right. All right. She goes to the train station or the bus station and is like, I'm going to go to Providence and then Danny gets on the bus station or bus or train station. I don't really know. Goes there and it's like, I thought you're going to Rhode Island. She's like, no, I'm going to Providence, which you said that's where he lives. So why would she need to take? The... He, 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 yeah, apparently she got. <laughs> <laughs> like, like apparently he likes brilliant forever, yo. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the movie just ends with them, like, you know, happy, like, together. But it was like it, it, it ends kind of weird. It's like it's like happy together, but like he was like, okay, so it's Pittsburgh. He's like, you're going to Pittsburgh because she said she had to do something with Ricky. I don't know. And he's like, no, you don't. And then they were they go their separate ways. He sprints there. She changes her mind and is like, nah, I don't need to go to Pittsburgh. Catch it. like he sees her, and then he's like, um, he's like. I want to go with you to Pittsburgh. And she's like, well, I'm not going to Pittsburgh. I'm going to Providence, which, <laughs> again, that seems funny as fuck because he, like, sprinted if she needs a whole bus there. But yeah. um, <laughs> but then she then changes her mind again, I guess, and says, like, do you still want to go? Uh, do you still want to go with me? Uh, he was like, yeah. So I'm like, is he riding with her to Pittsburgh to confront ricky and like if ricky like what are they is she just taking them so that she can combine the fifteen hundred dollars so that then they could get out that jam whatever jam she's in like i don't know that that part confused me at the very end i was like oh but they act like they're gonna start a new life together in reality they just have three thousand dollars <laughs> three thousand dollars and his where did he say he works he works at a restaurant and he has ambitions of being a chef Maybe they'll go to Italy. I don't know. Maybe that's what they were talking about. But I feel like two tickets to Italy is probably more than $3,000. It would be, and then you just have no money in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, This movie was very brief. The dialogue was sometimes a little awkward. Just them falling for each other just has some awkward dialogue and conversations that didn't really make sense to me. But in the grand nope. scheme of things, it it none of it mattered. Like that was the thing that I walked away from this one. This might be our shortest episode ever because we had one movie that was like on cruise control, and then we have one movie that was like consequences and stakes. Fuck those. <laughs> it was just all over the place a bit, like on this. I guess supposed to be high paced drama, but really you get to the end and you're like, oh shit, I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I just watch these people like do a task rabbit job, (laughs) you know. Like, I I just saw like some mild stakes door dashing, yeah, take place. (laughs) Mild stakes door dashing. That's accurate. Yep. And that was the movie soundtrack. Was interesting, I guess. Like, I I don't. Oh man, that soundtrack lost (laughs) it so many points because Because they didn't know what they were doing. 
it's like this it it comes off as a drug runner mob kind of movie the music's really fast-paced music yeah, in like the beginning and then it turns and joey in the middle yeah uh yeah, no, like the soundtrack's kind of all over the place. In the beginning, I thought like, oh, there some shit might go down because they're trying to like build up like uh, that there might be stakes. And then halfway through it, they're like, ah, no, these two kids are just in the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. So I'd rate this like two stars. Yeah, no, this is a two stars for me. Like we, we've been agreeing way too much. We're going to have to find... <laughs> some stuff but i saw this and i was like it wasn't the worst thing but it was i wouldn't recommend this to anybody i can't lie when i read the like i feel like i knew what fundamentals of caring was gonna be but the cast selection made me like i don't really know what to expect tramps when i read the description i was like oh shit it's about to go down and the picture is dramatic as fuck like i was like Mm -hmm. oh man we're about to get some some real crazy here nah nope it's most peaceful love movie style mob thing i've ever seen this movie was just basically them being like you know when you're trying to walk down a hallway and then you walk you're about to run into someone and you can't decide to go right or left and you have that like awkward like uh uh, no uh and then you guys just decide to go right and left (laughs) and then just pass each other by it's basically what this was it was just like a a series of events where it's like uh uh, okay well fine we're good you know like it was just nothing happened where you're driving and you're like, oh, am I going to pull this left right here? Because I need to, I can go, I can take the side streets. It'll be faster. And then you're like, yeah, nah, I'm just going to stay on this one. Yeah. And like each intersection, you do that. That's this movie. It's being annoyed by like construction work that's just going to make you zigzag just a little bit. Like, ah, oh, okay, exactly. I'm just going to have to turn off to the side here. That was kind of annoying. And then you just continue on your trip. That's basically just like a series of those of just like, ah, oh, shit, it just got delayed a day. And they still got paid. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a movie where someone who was meant to receive or deliver a task and fail called the person up and was like, yeah, we kind of fucked up, but we'll get it. And it went right. Like, never. Usually the person's like, even if it is low stakes and you know it, you're like, man, I know for a fact they're going to get this back. The first like, time the guy called and was just like, or the first time she called the guy and was like, oh, we're not going to make it tonight. And then he was just like, tells the other criminal, like, they're not going to make it tonight, but everything's okay. They're going to make it in the morning. And then he's acting the hell out of it. Like, oh shit, he's super nervous to tell the other guy shit's about to go down. And the other guy's like, okay. Hey, <laughs> like, don't forget you fucked up before back in uh, March. Or yeah. Some shit. <laughs> yeah. Three years ago, like, Jimmy, his... you fucked up three years ago. And then he's exactly. like, yeah, but that was three years ago. Scene ends. Like, oh, what? <laughs> yep that's exactly this movie like usually in in other movies we raise their voice a bit you better get that to me tomorrow and you're like i mean that's what i just told you yeah, tomorrow no no excuses but now nah, they're just like yeah it's chill it's like all right man let's just drive around i guess i guess we'll just pay for the hotel for another night all right <laughs> <laughs> this empty motel room that like you know we're just waiting until the time is right to come to we're just gonna get another day yeah fucking movie all right that's this week's episode i guess (laughs) it was fun um (laughs) i feel like our episode had more ups and downs than than the actual movie yeah (laughs) yeah 
there's more like, oh no, are we going to record on time? <laughs> Tension. <laughs> <laughs> where my where my traffic um description came from was me today. Actually, I was like, fuck, it's traffic yeah. here on Fullerton. Like, should I take a left? And I'm like, ah, but then Webster Bridge is closed. Ah. Yeah, and. <laughs> way more attention in, in in the us getting to record than there was in, in this last movie uh but we'll be back next week with two more movies hopefully we'll have some with stakes yeah i feel like any movie we roll will have high eh. uh who knows man it's, it's yeah. hard to say you can't guarantee anything with uh random rolls that's true yeah, but at least you know this we actually legitimately randomly roll movies because <laughs> I don't think <laughs> yeah. any of us would have been like oh shit we got to talk about tramps tramps like I even the title I just nothing made me think that that movie was going to be the way it was I, I was expecting like a crazier journey because when you think of tramps well most people think of another thing but when you think of tramps you think of like trains and like cross country type shit Huh. No, never thought of that for Tramps. Like, yeah. I, I think of the other thing Yeah, as well as like Lady and the Tramp. Is that what that Tramp means? Like he was like, he's just kind of free living? Yeah. Roman? Oh, never knew that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was expecting something like something else. But like, I, that's not, I, that's not what we got. But yeah, we'll, this we'll movie be, taught me something at least <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back like next week with another pair of movies uh chad you want to take us out yeah just remember the chat loves you and all that you are and you probably want to watch rubber before we review it again or for the first time back for the first time all right have a good week <laughs> <laughs>